This podcast is sponsored by I2C, providing innovative banking and payments, quickly get to market and optimize profitability with I2C's best in class credit, debit, prepaid and core banking solutions. Go to www.i2cinc.com. That's www.i2cinc.com to learn more. Today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Americans spend about $170 billion a year just waiting for their next paycheck. And that's the form of from payday loans and high interest credit cards, overdraft fees, and other predatory financial products. So you do the math, the, the median American is spending more every year just waiting for their next paycheck than they have in cash savings. That's absurd. That is a broken financial system. It creates a lot of stress. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast, where we explore the future of financial services with an eye on technology, innovation, new models, and changing consumer expectations. I'm Tearsheet's Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. One of the biggest trends we've seen over the past two to three years is the emergence of early wage access, giving primarily gig and hourly workers access to their income on demand, as opposed to the hard-coded dates of a traditional payment cycle. Rain's Alex Bradford joins me on the podcast to talk about what's driving the demand for EWA and how Rain is changing the status quo of some of the larger players in the space. Rain works with some of the largest middle market and enterprise companies to provide EWA as a wellness benefit to hundreds of thousands of employees in the US. The company recently raised $116 million and claims it's growing 10% every month. Alex also shares his view on where earned wage access is headed in general and who are likely to be the winners in the market. Here's my conversation with Rain's Alex Bradford. Great. So who are you and what do you do? I am Alex Bradford, CEO and co-founder of Rain Technologies. So what we do is we partner with employers and we allow their people to get paid right after each shift instead of waiting until payday, which is a big deal for a lot of Americans since most of the country is living paycheck to paycheck. Got it. Welcome, Alex. So, so that's a great place to start. Let's talk about what EWA is, earned wage access is, and, and, and what, what's driving it. Yeah. So first of all, let's step back. Uh, Americans spend about $170 billion a year just waiting for their next paycheck. And that's the form of from payday loans and high interest credit cards, overdraft fees, and other predatory financial products. So you do the math, the, the median American is spending more every year just waiting for their next paycheck than they have in cash savings. That's mm. absurd. That is a broken financial system. It creates a lot of stress. It's and like it a penalty being, on the weakest economic people, right? Yeah. And, well, yeah. It, and, and actually, the the most, most people are, are still dealing with this broken financial system. And this ends up being a problem for employers. Because if, if, if you're out of cash and and you can't drive to work because you've got a flat tire or you don't have money for gas, et cetera. You're just not going to go to work. You're going to find another another option. And um, so it's this is one of the, the, the still the main uh, issues that leads to turnover. And turnover is one of the main problems that a lot of industries are still dealing with today. Very, very expensive for employers to be replacing employees. It's you know around $4,000 on the average to replace an employee in a, bu- a bunch of industries with with high mix of frontline workers. So the the way it works is, Rain integrates with employers, their payroll system, their mm-hmm. timekeeping system, and so all day long we're ingesting data from both payroll and timekeeping. 
The employee will learn about RAIN as an employee benefit through their employer. They'll download the RAIN app, they'll sign up in two minutes, they're in, and they can already access their, their earned wages with instant funding. So we offer three disperse, disbursement options. There's free ACH. There's uh, another free option if the user makes RAIN their checking account with debit card, you get unlimited free instant access with that option. And there's a third option where the user can send their earned wages to any bank account anytime, any day, 24 seven. And, and we charge a nominal processing fee for that option that on the, on the average is around $3 and, and 40 cents. Uh, so uh, this allows employees to access what they've earned essentially in, in, in real time uh, and make ends meet. Uh, some of the, the main use cases for, for rain are just buying groceries, uh, buying, buying, um, Diapers, daily essentials, uh, paying for gas, life, rent, yeah. uh, monthly payments. It's interesting, the sort of two different user archetypes that we see. The first is the type of user that is really need, needing rain to, to make ends meet daily. Mm -hmm. And the second user archetype is using rain to pay bills sort of uh, around build time, end of the month, rent, car payments, insurance payments. Etc. It's really interesting. A user really falls into one of those two camps. Interesting. Um, and the fact that you offer it both to employers and direct, I mean, we've seen models that have focused just on one of those channels. Some others have, have done both. Um, what do you see as the split over time, whether it's at Rain or in the industry of people who are accessing EWA through their employer versus accessing directly through a third party? Right, so accessing directly through a third party, meaning a direct consumer, or, or through a through like a, a HR software kind of sponsored product, direct to consumer, and maybe through a financial institution or something like that. Where there, sure. where, I guess yeah. employer offered versus everything else. Sure. Yeah. So you can think of this this space of earn wage access. Um, there's sort of the, the direct consumer model, which are really just cash advance um, apps. If you look in the the the, fit, uh, the financial uh, page of the app stores, um, something like like a third to a half of the apps today, the top fifty apps, have some kind of cash advance product. You know, hey, mm -hmm. sign up for the app, get two hundred bucks today, right? A uh, bunch of those, and typically they have a, a tip type of model. Very few of them are uh, sort of credit products, and you know, er, companies like Earnin, Bridget. Uh, and Dave are, are in in that space. Now, the way that works is uh, the the fintech is paid back by debiting the the user's external account, typically mm -hmm. on, on payday, right? And the way they monetize is is by you know, essentially encouraging users to to leave tips, right? So that's the the cash advance space, which has sort of exploded in the last uh, five or seven years. And the other model is what we do, which is the employer integrated earned wage access model. And with this model, we sign an agreement with the employer. We, um, we connect to their payroll and timekeeping system. And all day long, we are calculating real-time earned wages. So there's much less risk that we don't know how much the, the user has, has already earned because we actually have a direct connect to the, the employer, right? But probably the, the, the more interesting important part of our product structure is that we have almost zero losses. And the reason for that is because we automate what's called a variable payroll software deduction flow on the back end. And I can get a little bit how that works. 
but essentially we're paid back automatically by the employer on payday with zero losses. And it's that point that allows us to charge such uh, lower pricing than that first group of, mm. of cash advance players, right? Typically those guys are, are charging in the five to 10% of volume range. Mm -hmm. uh, we're charging much, much less. Are your exposures uh, to the employer, not to the employee? So we, so the way it works is it's, it's, um, this is a wage assignment product structure. Mm -hmm. All 50 states have wage assignment laws going back to the mm -hmm. days of FDR. We're actually one of the only countries in the world that has wage assignment laws. Interesting. And so the way it works. And every is, state's different, right? And there, there's a lot of nuance uh, from state to state with wage assignment law. These are, these are uh, old laws. That's right. That's right. And, and so the way this works is when the user signs up for the Rain app, the user agrees to assign their wages to Rain, which acts as the assignee. Hmm. And by law, the employer must pay the assignee on the due date, which for Rain is always the payday. Employers don't actually have uh, an option from a legal perspective. Even if we didn't have a contract with the employer, the, the employer still has to pay the assigned wages. The reason we sign with employers is mainly just to automate all the gears of the data flows and, and the repayment flows so that it just, you know, there's not going to be any clunky manual work, right? Um, so it's not a credit product. It's a wage assignment uh, uh, product. And this is an important nuance too, because it's it's not credit and it's also not payroll. If If this were a daily payroll product, then employers by law would be required to pay payroll taxes hmm. uh, shortly after paying um, uh, wages. So we are we are not paying actual wages. This is not daily payroll. This is an innovative new type of fintech product using wage assignment law. Somewhere in between sort of credit and wages, if that makes sense. Before we continue, I wanted to draw your attention to I2C's recent research on how younger consumers make credit decisions. You know, tracking Gen Z and how financial institutions will need to evolve to serve them has been a major theme for us here at Tearsheet over the past year. And this report is important if you're offering or thinking about offering any credit products like credit cards or BNPL to younger customers. What was interesting to me in this report is Gen Z's response to incentives, how rewards drive their usage of credit cards and how it's different than generations before them. Also, figuring out how younger customers use revolving credit with a mix of BNPL is essential for serving them in the future, particularly in an environment of tight credit. With I2C's best-in-class credit, debit, prepaid, and core banking solutions, I2C is helping FIs and fintechs effectively serve the needs of younger consumers and not just talk about it. It's an important report. Download the report at tearsheet.co slash I2C. We've seen in the past year or two, some of the, the payroll providers move into the space too. Do you view them as partners, partners slash competitors? Like, is there a race to get, I guess, to go upstream, further upstream to provide this type of service? Yeah. So I, I think what we're seeing right now kind of unfold, we're still in the second inning of the category is you're starting to see more sort of um, specialist uh, by, by industry and and by size of employer, right? So with, with large enterprise in a handful of industries, you have um, you, know, you have a couple leading players. Uh, Rain, Rain is one of them. And then moving downstream, you have some other players that have product structures that are, are really built for, for SMB, especially through channel partnerships. 
payroll partnerships, mm-hmm. timekeeping partnerships. It's interesting that sort of seeing these di- different models emerge and, and develop uh, to sort of be able to serve you know different types of uh, employers, different org structures. You know, uh, there's a lot of in- nuance in HR tech. If if you think about the the payroll software industry, right? There are hundreds of payroll software companies and dozens of very large payroll software companies. There's there's dozens of publicly traded payroll companies mm-hmm. today. And if you look at their financials, it's very interesting. There's most of them just keep on growing and their margins keep on expanding. These are very, uh, they tend to be very good business models, uh, yet very extremely fragmented industry. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Timekeeping software is even more fragmented than, than payroll because there's so much industry nuance uh, in in the whole scheduling and workforce management slash timekeeping space. Like for example, home healthcare. Mm-hmm. You know, these are companies that send nurses to people's homes and uh, take care of the sick and elderly at their homes. Uh, that space is regulated where the home healthcare company needs to use a, a certain type of regulated time and attendance provider um, that is using some kind of location services to make sure that the the healthcare professional is actually going to the the, the person's wow, home. There was no a lot idea. of fraud historically. People were, were were reporting more hours than they actually worked, and so regulators said, "Hey, we got to regulate this." That's just one example of of a certain sub industry of healthcare that has this very nuanced uh, requirement and how the that that workforce software uh, needs to be delivered. So when you're plugging into the the grid of HR tech, you have to, you know, you need a back end, you need a front end that that can kind of adapt and is flexible to connect all these these different types of systems and deal with the, the different industry nuance. Uh, you know, when you're serving an employer that has 100,000 plus employees and they're on two different payroll systems and three timekeeping systems and they're in 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 all 50 states, that's a very different wow. service than yeah you know, um, a Taco Bell franchise with 2000 employees in the South, right? Uh, those are very, very different uh, concerns that those two mm-hmm. employers care about uh, and end up being a very, very different um, product and, and operation that you have to deliver to scale those. So you can't do it. You can't do all that. You can't serve the whole market all at once. You got you to gotta choose your battles, make your trade-offs and be smart about what you're saying no to. Uh, and so what we are focused on is, uh, is, is mid-market. And we, to your question, we're going up upstream. We're winning more and more deals in the enterprise space, which we define as employers over twenty thousand employees. Uh, but our our sweet spot is employers between five hundred and twenty thousand employees, uh, with a, a combination of direct sales and uh, kind of interesting productized partnerships. That's sort of our our, our magic sauce. The the combo of those two. Got it. And and what are you seeing? I mean, I, I, we do a lot of reporting on on neo banks, you know, sort of branchless banks that have sprouted up over the past few years. And it seems like it's almost become table stakes to offer this type of service. What are you seeing uh, in terms of um, the acceptance or the the openness from the financial industry, particularly the incumbent financial industry, towards earned wage access? Yeah, it's a great question. So we're, this year we're seeing a lot of new interest from banks and financial institutions. Last year is crickets. And it seems that almost every major bank and a lot of the, the tier two, tier three banks are interested in earn wage access as a way to grow their deposit account business, right? So everything's about I'm deposit about, gathering now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So remember the I was talking about the three disbursement options, the, mm-hmm. the 
The second option that we provide is, is, a, is a free checking account with a debit card that has unlimited free earn wage access, right? So the banks are looking at EWA, earn wage access, as a way to grow their checking accounts through that second disbursement option, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And and so these are productized, they're looking to do productized partnerships and different flavors. But for them, the main driver is 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 to grow their their DDA business, their direct deposit account business. Um, and um, but it, it kind of, it's still very early in 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 that particular channel with banks, especially, and, and it's not clear if there will be a lot of traction there because it's still kind of early, early days. But I I think long term there's going to be a ton of traction. I think I think I think every bank there'll be table stakes where just like you know when you log into your online banking account and you see pay with Zelle, the Zelle button. I think you'll see the same concept in in the future. And so as, a, as an alternative to overdraft fees or high interest products, we'll be, hey, sign up for our earn wage access product, you know, with our partner rate, right? And um, and we'll have different ways of serving those employees depending on depending on the data flows, et cetera. Um, Wait, their employees or their customers? They're, 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 uh, they're customers. You said employees, so I would just, yeah. But I assume they could also use it internally as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're 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 customers. So I think the um, the the future of the space, well, I think, will rely less and less on on direct sales mm-hmm. with, with employers as yeah. as these data systems sort of open up and becomes much easier, faster to connect to employees, um, you know, payroll and, and timekeeping accounts without necessarily needing the employer. But that, in reality, the you know, HR tech is. Uh, historically, very these are closed loops kind of systems. You know, right. uh, uh, employers are obviously very concerned about their data, mm-hmm. and as a result, yeah, th- th- there's still a lot of work to do in terms of opening up the APIs and, and data access in this space. So realistically, that's as 10, 20 years out, where you can serve a company like Rain could serve most of the market without needing uh, agreements with employers. Well, it's interesting because I, I see parallels in the buy now, pay later space where um, all these players were, you had to make deals with merchants first, right? To be able to get embedded in their checkout system. But at the same time, they're also, these these firms are also trying to build direct relationships with end customers. So there's sort of like this, I don't, I wouldn't call it channel conflict, but di- different. Where do you see the market, right. I guess, in EWA moving later on? Will it assume like the fact that you offer your own card there's benefits for doing that like it's great to have a customer as as a direct relationship with you guys but it sounds like also you've got to plug into all these systems there is it about who gets those deals first are those are those you know are those what what what, how do you see that kind of playing out over time yeah so i I think the employer integrated model will win long term i i know it will It, it already is and the reason is because of the the repayment side of things because with the employer integrated yeah. model losses are essentially zero mm-hmm. uh, there's there's tiny losses for data mess ups here and there but their edge cases losses mm-hmm. are essentially zero right with the cash advance model losses are in the right it's a credit percent to seven percent of volume yeah. range it's it's those are subprime credit losses mm-hmm. and as a result you can only have a sustainable business model if if your fees are vastly higher of course right right and and so, uh, you know, to, to really get that that essentially zero loss rate, you do need to be, you know, productizing the repayment flow with the employer's payroll system, right? 
And so um, to your question, uh, yeah, I think that the, the models that win long-term are, are the models that are essentially embedded into payroll yeah. and that have uh, a direct relationship with, with the employer. Makes sense. Um, I also am curious, Alex, how, how employers talk about EWA. It, it seems to me, at least from, from what I've seen and how they're positioning it, that it feels like it's a, it's a benefit they're offering as a benefit to their, to their employees. Um, in which case it, it sits alongside other benefits like financial wellness and things like that is, is, are you seeing employers think about this as like a total package or sort of an, a point solution just for EWA? Like how, how are they, how are they thinking about it? Yeah. So currently most employers are still thinking of this as a point solution, as, as a standalone and, and the other adjacent or related financial wellness products are sort of, uh, nice to have or gravy from the employer mm -hmm. perspective. Now, there, there's some employers that, that have a much um, longer term view and more comprehensive vision of, of what uh, you know, their financial wellness strategy should be. And EWA is a part of that. But other stuff matters as well. Uh, financial literacy, for example, savings products, different products to, to help their employees build credit, for example. Uh, but surprisingly, very few employers like uh, are, truly care about the comprehensive sort of set of financial wellness features. It's really just like where the market, it's still so early days, employers just, they want a provider that they can trust, that deliver that delivers strong adoption. Some, some vendors might deliver 5% adoption. We deliver 30% adoption on the average across our Meaning it's not enough just to roll out an integration. You've got, yeah. they've got to, there's got to be an uptake there too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. Can your employees actually sign up and use this? Mm -hmm. does, does it work? Do you have downtimes? You know, uh, when you, when you, on the repayment side of things, is that all completely automated or is there a lot of clunky manual work for, for payroll teams? Like all those, the, the details of delivering a uh, convenient, reliable, um, uh, experience for employers and employees, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot of meat there. And, and so employers are still very much just focused on, Hey, let's find a provider we can trust that delivers good adoption, um, with no noise. Right. Uh, but I think long-term over the, over the next few years, I think we, we will see, uh, more and more differentiation with, with, uh, building up sort of this comprehensive vision, like our vision at Rain. Yeah, I was just going to ask you how you play into that vision. Yeah. So long-term, there needs to be sort of this killer app for employees, for the employee experience that is centered around financial wellness. It's not only financial wellness, but it's very much centered around financial wellness. And from the employer perspective, this is the app employers use to drive engagement. It could be part, part scheduling. Uh, it could plug into you know all, all the scheduling systems and timekeeping systems. Messaging could even be a part of this this app. Um, but this is the main employee experience app that that ninety five percent plus of employees at a typical frontline employer would be interacting with throughout the day. And that that currently that that app does not exist. It doesn't exist. But that's that's what the biggest employers are wanting today mm -hmm. already and that's the app that needs to get built and and uh and, and is that so your that, vision for rain like either to aggregate those other things or to create that yourself embedded yeah, into a that, single that, app mm -hmm. that's what we want to do that that we want to we want to be that killer app of the future that uh, is offering various financial wellness services 
Um, so savings products, investment products, uh, different types of credit products that are employer sponsored and, and not predatory, um, financial literacy products, et cetera. Because we think this should be a journey where success for the individual user over time looks like using rain or the earned wage feature less, less and less because they're saving more and more. That's what a good outcome should look like right. long term. Right. They're Currently, graduating from the earned wage access into other like I guess exactly. more solidified financial products. Yeah. It, it, exactly. And it's also the app where where employee like 95% plus of employees are engaging with throughout the day you know, multiple visits uh, throughout mm -hmm. the day. This is the employee engagement app, right? Um, but currently it's, it's amazing. There's, you know, a, a lot of our clients, a lot of the employers we talk to, they'll use one company for scheduling, a different company for time and attendance. a mess. It, it's just, it's, you know, another company for messaging, another company for, to manage their benefits. It's a total mess. And it, it shouldn't be like that long-term. There needs to be that killer app. It's gonna be better for the ecosystem. It's gonna be better for employers and especially employees. Alex, thanks for joining us on the Tier Sheet Podcast today. Enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, thanks, Zach. This is great.